0: Hey now, and welcome to Quantum Drive. I'm Rob. I'm Katie. And our ongoing mission is to discuss every episode of the Orville. Except when we go on our side missions to sometimes interview, cast and crew from the Orville itself. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Tom Costantino, who is a producer and editor on the Orville. Uh, he was a fantastic guest. We talked about a lot of different things from uh, his work as an editor and producer to being the social media outreach person on the show, to the move to Hulu, to his work on the Orville Experience in San Diego Comic-Con, tons of stuff.
1: And we talked about like a little bit of everything in this episode. And it was, you won't be able to see it, but we got a little tour of the office and that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, this was like a cornucopia of of little tidbits of different parts of it. And I kind of love that.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful experience. I won't lie. I like it was exciting. Like the whole interview was just exciting.
0: Yeah. But we won't waste your time too much longer. Really quick. Just a shout out for people that want to support the show. You can go over to patreon.com dot slash the geek generation and help us keep making this show for you. I mean. I'll be honest, we're going to keep making it anyway, but if you want to support us in doing so, heading on over there, patreon.com slash the geek generation and giving whatever you have available Uh just helps keep the engines running on our starship that we call quantum drive here. Here's our interview with Tom Costantino. So yeah, I guess if we're going back uh, a ways, I like to talk about origins and like, coming into a certain field and how people get the jobs that they got in the first place. So like how did you even how did you first hear about the series and see that there was a job opening for it in the first place?
2: Well, uh, you know, I think I've said this somewhere before, but it was uh I worked on Heroes Reborn.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
2: And someone who worked on that show recommended me for this job. And you know, they were interviewing around for pilot editors and I met first with like Brandon and a couple other people and they realized that I enjoyed star Trek and I had a real deep sci-fi background. And also they heard I had the ability to edit. (laughs) Um, So they, they kind of dug me and then, and then I guess it came down to just a couple of people. And then I got to meet with Seth and John Favreau and John on one side and Seth on the other side. And it started out about an editorial conversation and then just moved into basically star trek and just uh, you know our love of the genre and you know uh, it, it, we didn't really talk much about editing we just talked about like the intentions of the show and just you know our favorite old star trek episode or star wars and all that kind of stuff it just went uh, off the rails everybody seemed handshake handshake i went down the block to go grab a drink because i was really stressed out mm-hmm. just it was just like i mean i when i once i read the script and you know i seen some of the other scripts i was like oh god i just i, I mean, remember like oh my god i really want this job i i'm i was born to do this job and then 20 minutes later i got it that was it
0: that's amazing is there any yeah. uh like i know you work in the industry and you had been for a while when you took that meeting i'm sure but is there still any level of like oh my god that's seth MacFarlane and john favreau like
2: yeah i mean it's yeah i mean you know i know I know everybody here now. I mean, like I I respect, I respect both of them separately. I mean, I don't don't see John around much around here. He's going to be up doing Mandalorian and stuff, but you know, I I respect Seth as a, as a creator and also he's a hell of a guy. So it's, I've been around other celebrities before and that sort of culture from my own background, family and, and stuff. So I'm, I'm not, and, and also I'm, I have that thousand yard dead stare (laughs) of just being in this industry. So yeah, I mean, do I pinch myself sometimes because it's just, you know, the the stuff that they come up with and the, the you know, the sets and yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I I try to be as grateful as possible even in a very non-grateful industry. So, yeah. The answer it's a long answer to yes. Yes, I pinch myself, but not because like, "Ooh, Seth, it's more like, "Ooh, this is what an opportunity." And and you know, it's mainly also cuz uh, the fans are awesome.
0: Oh god. Uh, yeah, we were we were talking on Alex the other day about how wonderful yeah. The Orville community is, and how uh not only the fans are so accepting of each other, but like the the content creators around the show are like a nice little family. And you and Lex and everyone have been like so kind to all of us, and it's just so greatly appreciated.
2: Well, Lex is Lex is a, a delightful human, and you know that's kind of why I dragged him into the Or. I mean, like he came down anyway because he usually comes down with John, you know, to see the panel, and so I dragged you know, I can't, I dragged him into the Orville thing, and he was just delightful human helping him and brooke basically helping me trying to just keep all the fans into and you know uh integrate with them and talk to them and just like they were just they were they were just unbelievably helpful and then also on you know my friends on my podcast the uh, uh maddie and joe from the uh planetary union sorry my brain I'm, I'm i got too much i got so much orville work stuff on my brain yeah yeah the stuttering is happening today but yeah no it was the best experience ever. And yeah, if you're going to bring anybody and it's like Lex and Brooke because they, they equally love fan out on the show. But it's sort of funny. Uh, this is a little side note, but like, you know, I feel very blessed, like not just interacting with fans, but, you know, I have a little so sci-fi, sci- sci-fi work, did an article on on Brandon and Brooke. And it's a great article, but I was, you know, I, I tend to get cheeky, as you know, on my Twitter and um, they accidentally called me an EP back during the orville experience and for whatever reason they cut out editorial out of that article oh so i gave them i, I for lack of a better word i gave them a raft because sh- i'm gonna do that but i wanted but i also used an opportunity to promote voting for the m sure ironically scott who's who's the lead editor on uh on on discovery and we follow each other he chimed in about oh yeah no no the editorial process on anything about the battle stuff and i answered him back so even like there's even a little cross, a tiny bit of cross fandom between us and discovery and stuff. And, you know, they have, it's just, it, I feel like, I feel like this entire genre, I'm, I'm very lucky that, you know, and I can sit here and name a thousand people, including you guys that, that make it the job that much more special.
0: Yeah. It, the sci-fi genre as a whole has always been sure. There's always like the, the little battles, like Star Trek and Star Wars and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It, it never feels mean. Like it's always a tongue in cheek, but still like very civil discourse.
2: Yes. Yeah, it it is. And it's it's some of the sometimes when things are hard to you know we're on a rough schedule, you know, it's just a couple of nice tweets or, uh, you know, a chide from one of the fans is, is enough to keep you going into the next day.
0: Yeah. So I know you're a super busy guy. Um. So this question might be difficult to answer, but sure. I, I imagine there are a lot of people that don't know what it's like to be on your end of things. So what is like a normal work day look like for you? And I put normal in very big air quotes.
2: Uh, uh, I mean, it's see, it's different now because I'm in, I'm involved in more things than we all are. I mean like Brooke and Brandon and uh, I got a half the VFX team outside my door and you know, uh, Lex is down the hall. Like there's about 40 or 50 of us here already this far out Mm. planning the show and I'm more involved early on. Usually editors don't come on to like, you know, the day before and stuff, but, so right now it's meetings and planning and trying to figure out how the hell we're going to accomplish some of this amazing stuff they're writing. And, um, you know, during, during, during shooting, it's, you know, getting dailies and cutting those and going, taking visits to set. And, you know, this year I'm going to have been more in a supervisor, like an official supervisory role. So actually Hillary, you know, if you follow me, Hillary and Bart who were both assistants last year and we got bumped up, oh, they're cool. going to be my wing people along with another editor and so we'll be one, we'll be all helping at it together. So it's a lot of right now. It's a lot of, it's a lot of minutia and talking and, and just trying to figure out how the hell we're going to do all this cool stuff that hopefully you all love sometime in the future. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt. Yeah. We will. <laughs> There's some good stuff coming. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> not cause I work on it. Just like as a, as a fan, as a fan of the genre, <laughs> you would, I think you guys will like it.
1: So you're moving to Hulu soon. Correct. Is there anything exciting you can tell us about the move?
2: Uh, that's spoiler-free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Possibly. Now, yeah.
2: you know, I, I will say this: where it's going to be worth it's going to be worth the worth the wait. now I've said this before. It was it was all friendly. Like there isn't any. Like, I you know I, I read everything, even though I pretend like I don't. There is. There wasn't like some big like drama behind the scenes. Like we weren't canceled. There wasn't all this. It's like a bunch of people figured out this was the best move for everyone involved but you know the episodes will be longer there will be more porn <laughs> more 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 space porn <laughs> and you know but it'll be you no. Know, i mean we're not gonna like totally like run off and change the tone of the show or anything like that it's 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 it is the orville mm-hmm. it's just the orville the orville and then some i i literally can't say because i've been instructed not to say sure. and not even just nba it's like we're trying to keep some surprises but it'll it, you will be rewarded it it's it'll feel it'll feel like a, a continued um a evolution of the show is that is does that answer it without answering it yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's yeah it's it's there there's 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 fun stuff on the way and uh we also won't forget storylines and you know it's not like we're suddenly gonna like have like memory loss and you know data's not gonna you know have a have a broken emotion chip in, in one episode <laughs> and suddenly it's working again in the first contact kind of thing so <laughs> <laughs> to be exact not that i don't love first contact yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm.
0: i imagine it's a little freeing to make the move to hulu just as far as like not being constrained to like those same act breaks where you had to like hop to commercial or anything like that
2: yeah that part will be freeing but you know there's we're still uh, pushing the boundaries of trying to we're definitely pushing budgets and boundaries and and physical abilities to do things like the show just naturally does and all show all shows of this type naturally do mm-hmm. so but yeah it it is freeing and they and they and they have been great and fox Studios has been great i mean they're they're excited about having us and from what i know i haven't really you know it's very early on but it's not like they're like oh this show you know so it's like it's it's not that fox is like that. i'm saying like it's it feels like oh they they want to support us so that's yeah. that's nice
0: You'd mentioned uh, tonal shifts just a moment ago. Yeah. And there the show has gone through a bit of a tonal shift, nothing very drastic, right. but a very gradual shift, not away from comedy, but just tackling bigger subjects, deeper subjects. Was that like a mandate that was given that like, hey, we're going to start doing this, or did it just kind of happen organically?
2: I mean, I wasn't in the writer's room, but from what I know from my interactions with, uh, you know, brandon and seth and all that other stuff that i think it was i think everyone including him was worried that they weren't going to accept him so it wasn't family guy in space mm-hmm. and so i think he always wanted to sort of make the, it all more organic and sort of put the show where it is now but he's the kind of guy that's smart enough to slowly bring it that way as opposed to like super culture shock kind of thing i sure. mean there's still there will be jokes you know there will be funny it's not like it's, it's not like it's not gonna we're going to abandon the premise, but you know, most of the jokes come out of organic situations and now, you know, these characters now. So it's like, you can make jokes at the expense of their history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was, it it is a conscious, I think it was a conscious choice, but the evolution was sort of natural and also seeing what worked and what didn't work.
1: One thing I was curious about, is there any ad libbing ever?
2: You know what? (laughs) It's funny. You ask that there's a little bit of ad libbing, but the scripture, you know, that's not, uh, even though uh, and he's going to get mad at me for saying this, he said he thinks he's really bad at improv, but he's actually amazing at improv. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, there's not that much ad living. There's some changes, you know, emotional changes and a couple of jokes here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, 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 there is some, but it's not like it's not like a Judd Apatow thing where we're where we have reels and reels of, of just of alt jokes. Although we could, they're fully capable. I mean, Scott can go off for days on, on different <laughs> riffs. And 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 we have an amazingly talented cast. But no, the scripts are strong and we have obviously have a lot of visual effects. So a lot of it more comes from expanding the the bigger action pieces. Like that's where stuff gets creative in the room and that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. How prominent is editing in your current role? I know you you did a lot of editing on season one, but is that something you still dive into yeah. now? Yeah,
2: oh yeah. Yeah, I'll still be touching all the episodes or doing okay. I'll probably be doing a lot of the bigger battle stuff. I mean, like I said, we're gonna be more of like a a team of you know I'll, I'll i'm gonna let the let the gang below me get their credits but i'll be i'll be shepherding stuff and then but they're all they're all amazing you know they're gonna take stuff from me and and uh you know mess around with that but they're yes I, a, a large part of my portion is to make sure that that uh editing in this semi-barren room once it has an in here will be with a big guy and yeah i mean that's that's my thing so But there's other stuff I'm, I'm, I'm into, but yeah, no, I I won't, I'm not going to suddenly be like, Oh, cut picture. Excuse me. It's like, I have no, I don't even have any interest. It doesn't, I mean, they they can pay somebody else to go do that. You know?
0: Is there anything uh, while you were into the heavy editing that you had to cut and it kind of broke your heart that you had to do so like any one particular scene or anything like that?
2: Yeah. That's, that's why we have deleted, we had deleted scenes and part of the reason we went to Hulu, like, it killed me to cut that golf scene out.
0: It was a great scene. You know, yeah,
2: it it, it. it. I mean, I'm missing some stuff. You know, there's a few things left over from Sanctuary we had to trim, or even just like a line or a joke. But we fought really hard. Like Seth was the one who fought to get it up to forty-eight ten mm. the second season, and that was that extra four and a half minutes made a huge difference. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I also think discipline is good. Like you don't want to like have an episode that just rolls on it forever because we have the time there has to be some internal discipline and we definitely have that but yeah th- yeah there's always something you're going to lose i'm trying to think was there anything else that bummed me out it's going to come to me but th- there, th- I, there's some stuff from the first season that, that i can't even remember that we that we had to lose that was sort of a shame uh it might have been from korea or for something or from firestorm mm-hmm. or something but yeah it, it's it got lesser as we got more time okay but or something.
0: What's your uh? What's your background as kind of a sci-fi fan? Just growing up, like, what were you into? What were your fandoms?
2: Oh, uh, Star Wars, obviously. You know, I used to like play with the action figures. I mean, I love GI Joe. Yeah, uh, Buck Rogers, uh, original Battlestar and Battlestar reboot. I mean, basically any. I wasn't a comic book guy. I don't know how I avoided that. I don't. My friends were. I just. I just. I. I. I, I had some comic books, but I was mostly. I think my parents plowed me in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. So it was like original Star Trek space, 1999, oh uh, $6 million man, basically anything that had science fiction, whether it lasted a year or 10 years, that's kind of what I did. You know, I love the black hole from, uh, you know, Disney, uh, Tron, like I'm, I'm, you know, and then stuff in the nineties, but that's any, 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 in any sci-fi from the late sixties through yesterday that aired on television or film is usually my thing. But, I've seen all of the Marvel movies, but like, I didn't. I didn't have to. I liked End Game, but it wasn't like it's not like Lifeblood. Like mm. Star Wars was Lifeblood. Okay, and Star Trek, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I can quote. I can quote the entire back half of Wrath uh, of Khan. Oh yeah, with the sound off, which is pathetic, but also amazing. <laughs> I I lean more towards the amazing side. On yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll try it one day. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it before the end of season three. <laughs> Put me in a corner.
1: Do you have a favorite? series of star trek
2: uh yeah i it will i mean well i grew up on on the original series but it'll it'll i mean tng is you know i was in the prime age for tng although i do think deep space nine doesn't get nearly the credit it should and i think everyone should go out and watch what we left behind just to remind yourselves about how good that series mm. was as a nice thing but yeah i mean the the you know i'm never gonna forget screaming in my dorm room when when Riker goes fire and you know we cut the black and yesterday's enterprise and I was in high school watching on the floor of my parents living room watching encounter at far point so like that's you don't forget that stuff yeah but I have to thank the original series so I'd say TNG and then just right behind it the movies and and uh you know Kirk
3: Mm -hmm.
0: the show has brought in a lot of that kind of Star Trek pedigree as well like not just not just tonally but also like people that worked on Star Trek, like it's amazing to see the guest stars oh, pop yeah. up and things like that. And
2: I oh, don't know, as I said, as I tweeted, here's Doug Drexler gave me that from Deep Space Nine. It's like, literally,
0: oh my god!
2: So, I mean, for those who know, that was in that, that ship was lost in the Battle of Dominion. But here's the thing I didn't get to say on on Twitter is that And I want to switch it around. Oh, you actually can't see this, no one can see this. I might have to send you guys a photo, <laughs> but uh, I realize we're audio, but I'll send a photo that you can do. But see this cutout, yeah, that was used. That's that's the one that was on the actual ship. Whoa, <laughs> so that's yeah, amazing so this, is the real, so this is the real this is the real thing so he gave it to me and i somewhere in, in a I ha, and i'm going to put it up too i have a i have a door panel from voyager that he gave me too
0: that's unbelievable
2: yeah so it's like granted there's a million other people here and obviously brandon and uh you know i got to lucky enough to work with favorite human jonathan frakes and all that and robbie's cool but yeah <laughs> i mean just i'm just jug is the latest so that's why i'm advertising him <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah, why well, you want to go see your, uh Our friend. I'll do a little walk. Around. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I just got to make sure that there's no spoilers, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, this our, uh... we'll shield
2: our eyes. or our eyes. You... Yeah, this, is, uh, this is our VFX team here. Oh man. Hello. Matt, Matt was in New York with us.
0: Oh Brandon, my God, I have uh, that same Trekkie shirt. <laughs>
2: huh? do? I do. I have the same shirt. Oh wait, sorry, I'm not here. wearing it right now, but I
0: absolutely have that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of, that's the kind of game we have. Very cool. Brand, there you go. We got Brandon over there, and more. Crazy people. Uh, who are we talking to? Uh, Quantum Drive podcast. This is so wild. I'm going to walk us over to brookie if she's here. She's not here, but we have here's Bruce's. Uh, you know the famous Bruce. Yeah. I was going to ask uh, about a, that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do one of those. <laughs> uh, and I gave I gave Brooke to keep this on her door. That's so, so cool. Uh, yeah, she's not here. She might be in a meeting, so that's okay. I, I didn't. I'm just springing it on her. But here we go. So <laughs> anyway, so this is the place we've been. This is where we've been for, uh, you know, three seasons. Here's me, my door, <laughs> which is, you know, same room as always. I know this is
0: your, like, everyday working environment, but it's mm. kind of mind-blowing
2: <laughs> <laughs> for like, yeah. us to look at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, it's fine. I, I'm not I'm not doing it so that, you know, I mean, I know it's fun for you guys. I mean, like, look, and you could say this. I mean, you know, the way you guys support the show, depending on how we deal with the tours this year, Obviously, if you can get your sorry tushes over here, I would happily give you one. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And and this is something, I think everybody, it's funny because I get a lot of requests for tours, but we have to, you know, this is something to be said. Like people ask, how do you score a tour? And there's a couple of components to it. One, don't be mean to me (laughs) or to to other people on the show. (laughs) Two, do you have some level of fandom that warrants it? And three, also, do you seem crazy? (laughs) oh well we're out (laughs) on number three so but like like, you know it's like sometimes and i'm not naming anybody specifically but some people think it's like we're coming to epcot center and it's it's actually a it's a it's like it's our work Mm -hmm. so (laughs) like if they there's certain stuff you just can't have it at the you can't have it at work or if like they do something great like i can't i'm gonna get fired so right yeah there are there are there there is no there's no strict methodology to getting a tour but making making me feel like i'll still have my job the next day or or someone else on the show does is is a great way to get a tour
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're starting a podcast and
2: <laughs> we're starting a podcast i mean yeah i mean starting a podcast and really being dedicated to that podcast we notice i mean like you know like i said my you know my planetary union gang they're not mine i i, I consult their their own thing but they've been they're also very helpful behind the scenes and mm. you know i mean like it's said, "This is not news." You know, JP used to make us crazy with the spoilers, but he's been a friend to us. I mean, I used he was kind enough to lend the music that he sang, the mm. the, the "Come Fly with Me" thing, and I got to use it for our Hulu pitch. So
0: that's amazing. Yeah, you know?
1: no.
2: yeah. So anyway, long story short is, if you're a friend of the show, we will try and give back. You
0: uh, you showed us that Orville Experience thing on Brook's Wall too, and you you were yeah, you were the front of that, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by accident and on purpose, I'll, I'll save the details, but my big, my big mouth got me in trouble in a good way, but I got to thank Seth and who's, I mean, basically that came out of any, you know, that came out of his pocket and fuzzy doors pocket and his love of the fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was a lot, you know, it was uh, the guys, his friend, Brett, who does a lot of his, uh, events and, his amazing team and a little bit of Brooke, but mainly it was me and these guys. Hey, there's
3: Brandon.
2: How's it going? Yeah, come
3: on in. Come on in. Uh, okay, in for a second. Then.
2: Yeah. And then just up. Yeah, no, no, but it was just uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was me just pulling the props out and all that other stuff. And here's Emmy nominated. Hello. Hey, Brandon. Everybody knows Brandon, right? How's it going? Good. It's nice to meet you. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I told you. See, you get you get you get more than for the price of one. <laughs> so, I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, Brandon Brandon's busy doing uh, very spoilery stuff in the next room that's kind of freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah we're in the midst of... The midst of yeah, so we're just oh, trying well, to... to meet you guys. You you too. Go back. Yeah, just, uh, I've yeah. I poured these lovely humans. I've had to blow them off like seven times because of all these meetings. So, Oh, well, sorry. We're yeah, it, in yeah. the middle of it, so please... Yeah. I imagine please it's very busy. Yeah, but yeah, no, anyway. Well, hit me up when you're done. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come over to you. Lovely to meet you. you, yeah, too. you too. More- so I know this is the, this is a way more casual podcast than you're used to. Probably. But- <laughs>
0: I kind of <laughs> love. You're it more for your Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. love it.
2: Yeah. No. Um. And sorry, I keep asking questions. So now I'm rambling. But yeah. Anyway, the Orville experience, once in a lifetime. God bless Seth for doing that. And you know, we discussed. I mean, like it was a combination of him, me. I, I was I-, I was the one who said about the walk around. He's always wanted to do the walk around of the Krill Moplin characters. It was John's idea. It was my idea to bring him into the into the room but it was John's idea to have him interact with the panelist John Kassar. Mm. You know, you know who who's also a huge fan of the stuff and obviously brings so much to the table in so many ways. So, yeah, it was just it was just all of us coming together and trying to do something for the fans.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked super impressive. I was actually super bummed I've gone to Comic-Con for the last 5 years to do like press interviews and uh-huh. stuff. And this was the first year I couldn't afford to go. And then I saw that was happening. I was like, no.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Oh, well, we're going to do something. Something's going to happen for 2020. So don't 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 I worry. plan on returning. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we'll give you notice this time. All of you.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have like lots of questions, but. I. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying not to over talk. I mean, oh, no, no. We
0: need. love the talk. That's. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh.
1: Was this not this obviously wasn't your first San Diego Comic Con or was it your first comic-con
2: no it's is that my third it was my third it was like yeah it was my third the only time i ever came down was with the show kind of like always wanted to go and but it was like one of those things where i just never got tickets in time and i'm not the kind of guy that's gonna stand in line to you know as part of it's like uh, it's that thing i'm trying to not sound egotistical or like weird it's like oh great it's I, i work in production so to like go wait so i can be on a line to not get in to see someone like it, 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 just, it, you know, and I need to get over that, but it's like, I'd rather just go home and try and sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my, my big thing is not like, you know, the, the thing that would get me and that I also gets me a comic con is, is show memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's my Achilles here. Like I'll, I'll buy, you know, that if I had unlimited money, I don't, I don't need to go to a panel, but I will literally buy, you know, Oh, it's like Superman's underwear. Oh yeah. Great from that episode i love you know so that, that's my really <laughs> seal.
0: what was uh what was it like seeing the overall experience kind of realized in the fan response to everything
2: uh when we had the fan response i had been up for about seven days at that point so uh i mean i think it slept a total of like 15 hours wow. So i was uh yeah it was it, it was honestly it was the, it was the most fun i ever had on the job besides doing the actual show yeah I mean, it was just, I just, I, at that point, I was like, wow, this is, this is the, this is awesome. And also because just out of sheer vacuum, like it was experience NVE and me, like I, I got to just run with it. Like we were just trying to just get it up and going. So it was nice to just have that kind of creative freedom and that, 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 that I have to thank Seth for that. So yeah, it, it I, I, I'll, it won't ever happen again. So we took a couple of minutes to, to sort of take a minute yeah. and just take it in and be like, wow, this is this is kind of intense.
0: How did you manage to like keep it under wraps for so long? Because it was announced like right near the beginning of comic-con, if I recall.
2: Well, because we didn't plan it until. Okay. Late. <laughs> okay. So by wraps, no, no, no. We were going to do the panel. It was the kind of thing where it's a lot, it's a long internal politics story, okay. but something we, sh- we always wanted to do. And then finally it's like, I just having a casual conversation with Seth. And he was like, absolutely. He's like, he, he, he was the driver. He's like, I'm right i'm writing I'm a check go do it go go no we're gonna do it it's a long time we're you know we're, we're making fans wait so and it's all about him understanding and caring about us so we we I had a panel for a long time but then we realized this is kind of lackluster and and there's a there's a sheer issue of like we're in between seasons so technically budgetarily speaking you don't have a big budget for comic-con if you're not airing yet mm. so that that created an internal vacuum of who was going to no one really was thinking about planning the bigger thing. And so then it fell on me and the big guys. So
0: okay. yeah. Uh, jumping back to your, your fandoms for a moment, is there, and not saying you're actively pursuing any of these people, because I don't want to put thoughts in people's brains that might be listening, but is there somebody from like one of your fandoms growing up who you would love to pull into like a guest starring role?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, at pretty much from a guest starring role. Uh, it's hard to say because like some of them have already been on. I mean, anybody from the next generation would be amazing. Sure. Uh I mean, there was someone, I guess someone told me who works at a set like Chris McDonald, who was in a, who was in, who was a Tasha Yars love interest on um in, in yesterday's enterprise. I yeah. guess he's a big fan of the show. I mean, any, anybody that has a connection to my childhood stuff, I would love to see Mark Hamill on the show, oh but God. that's a different fandom. Yeah. It's, you know, I feel very lucky that we've had the people we've had so far, and I'm not saying there wouldn't be others. I mean, I'm not going to lie; having Ted Danson as an admiral is is, is the greatest moment ever, just because you know it's freaking Ted Danson. But like that, no, it's like it's like I think there's a lot of inspired casting on the show, and that that comes down to Seth and Alana, who's now our co-EP, thinking about the stuff and seeking out great casting. So, but who else would I? secretly want i'd want to i'd want to resurrect gary shandling and have him on the show oh man (laughs) because i'm a huge larry sanders fan and that kind of thing but unfortunately i don't have a time machine so yeah Mm. well we always start the show by saying hey now so (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh do you really
0: we do yeah so i'm i'm (laughs) a big howard stern fan and that came from Gary Shandling show to Howard Stern to me. So it's kind of all you're gonna, filtered you're, through. You're,
2: you're from Massachusetts. You're going to explain that I'm from New York. You're going to explain Howard Stern to me now. <laughs> I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Are, are you up to date, by the way? I this,
0: am. I haven't missed a show since 2004.
2: Oh, okay. Because I mean, I had to miss a couple recently. Did you did when they were in Ronnie, they were going back on the I mean, they've been recapping again, but they were going back Ronnie about uh, him retiring and, and trying to open the animal yes. hospital in, <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, yeah, in Las Vegas. Anyway, that was on yesterday. But yeah, no, I'm, um, yeah, don't worry. The, 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 the Howard Stern bench goes deep. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I love their, hey, now that they do it kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's kind of become a thing uh, on all my podcasts at this point, is we yeah. <laughs> jump in by saying, hey, now it's just a little, little tribute to Howard, who's like an inspiration for broadcasting and all this stuff and kind of getting into it in the first place. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, you both actually have very nice uh, radio voices. I mean, you definitely have, uh, you, you got the Je ne sais quoi oh thank In you the- <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah, no, no, no. oh yeah absolutely I, I i don't say that lightly so
0: the microphones don't hurt either <laughs> like <laughs> i know um okay so you also have become like the the social media guy <laughs> from the orville yeah was that something you chose or were assigned or did that just kind of happen
2: uh it started out as the, uh, organic and then it, so I have one of the resident fanboys who understands it and loved. like I was just doing it. I, I had not been on Twitter before. And I think it was the, I think it was the Un- planetary union guys who found me and then told either they, I just got on Twitter or I, I had a Twitter account for 10 years. I just never used it. Okay. And, and, and Instagram I got a private Instagram. And then I just started interacting. There were fans out there and I, it just started building and without throwing anybody under a bus, you know, like Fox, some of the Fox like they don't know the genre like I do, or, or, or get some of the nuances of what this all is. And Seth and his manager, uh, you know, joy basically suggested I should sort of help advise on the socials. And so it sort of grew organically. So it is part of my actual job, but it's still like something I do for fun. Okay. And it's also another a place that gets that freedom, but I also like, you know, I was with the podcast guys and people here like, I ended up being on spoiler patrol. So then it just, now I just make, now it's just my job to be on internet spoiler patrol. And so it's like, it's like, it's a, it's, 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 it's a nonlinear path into something that is actually one of now my actual official duties.
0: That's so crazy. And then I
2: overlap, with, I overlap with some of the mark, like Lex and I and Brandon sometimes like will advise on the, some of the products that are coming out or marketing stuff or, I'm I'm the Comic Con Glory Hole. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get dragged into you know, I, I will get dragged into the Comic Con reel even if I don't do the Comic Con reel to start. So it's just that's how it happened. And it's and I love it. So it's I, I feel very blessed that they're even letting me do it.
0: At the beginning was that like a weird awakening, like all these people are reaching out to me, all of a sudden I'm still learning this platform a little bit and
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean like yeah, and it's um much to the chagrin of of friends and family, I'm Like I had a bad rep of being on my phone now. Now I'm just, I'm screwed. It's just like, (laughs) it just gives me a hard time about being glued to my phone. But it it takes that kind of, you know, I try to be as responsive as quickly as possible. I feel bad when like two or three days go by before I answer somebody. But sometimes it just, I have to. Yeah. But it's not intentional. Like, you know, sometimes people just ask me random tech questions and I'll just try to answer them. Like be the the requisite AV guy because I happen to do it for a living. Yeah. Yeah. But once again, like I said, it's 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 a blessing, not a curse. So
1: do you have like a favorite social media platform that you enjoy using more than others?
2: You know, it's funny. I really like Twitter. Mm. I I hated Twitter. But, you know, you can share videos up to a certain point. It's very it's I just feel it's very responsive for the kind of thing we're doing. I think Instagram, if I were Tom Holland, Instagram would be amazing. (laughs) But Instagram, well, I'm going to knock Facebook and Instagram like the way they verify keep in mind we have people who do that and they're still giving us a hard they're giving me a hard time because i'm not a random influencer somewhere on vacation taking pictures of myself right right (laughs) so it's it's yeah like so twitter is is more democratic in some ways
0: that makes sense
2: plus i can share more media which is very helpful uh but i also like facebook and reddit reddit is reddit i just have to have a strong stomach because it's unfiltered
0: reddit's interesting
2: yeah but i mean i, I love everybody on reddit they just they just don't they don't cut me any slack so <laughs> sometimes i have to read things and go oh that that hurt that hurt but okay you know and i get it mm-hmm. as long as they as long as it's not personal attacks on me or people i care about like you can Bortus. all over the show you mm-hmm. want you're entitled especially if it's an articulate opinion about it sounds good you know sure it's because sometimes it makes us better by knowing the spirit of what they're trying to say
0: with all the uh, social media scouring that you've done. Is there, I'm, I'm sure you see like tons of fan creations and all that stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that has stood out to you as like next level impressive?
2: Yeah. Uh, I have a couple in my room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually
2: there's tons. But and I'm and I'm gonna insult people by not saying everybody. Well, I mean you can't touch
0: on all of them, obviously. But well
2: no no no. But one of the first people that found us is a guy named Lee Sargent okay. right here. Oh wow. Who did these drawings. He does he's like stick yeah. And he, he was kind enough to send this to me so I had it frame. This was like way early on. He was an early adopter, that's so the whole cast he did for me that
0: looks like watercolor Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's like watercolor little cards yeah and then and then it's a distant relative of the of uh it's matt hirschfeld of a hirschfeld he's he's done this okay
1: that's amazing.
2: But, so yeah, and then I I did this and I bought one for Kasar.
0: That's so cool.
2: But he, he gave this one to me because I just, and if, if no one, I I don't expect free stuff. It just, it was nice. Like some people just, sometimes they have to like d- deny it 50 times and eventually I just break down. I'm like, yeah, fine, send it. <laughs> you know, just, and then I, I and then I feel bad. So then I try and give them as much promotion as I can. But the fan art's amazing. You know, Pedro, uh, uh, he's a uh, uber fan and he's done drawings of all of us. I actually use that as my Facebook profile oh, yeah. sometimes. And actually yep. when I did an Avid thing, I uh, I did that. But yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it, that, that's another thing where I'm like, Jesus, please, we, we better not disappoint you if you're doing this stuff for us.
0: Is there a lot of like managing expectations and like tempering fan response to things on Twitter as well? Because there's I know when the Hulu thing was announced, it was both parts like, yeah, that's amazing. And a lot of people going, oh, no, we have to pay for it now.
2: Yeah, it was um, with the Hulu thing. It's uh, it ranged from, hey, this is great to uh, death threats on my on my DM and Twitter.
0: That's insane.
2: So, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that was it was it was me. It was my, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. And it's fine. I understand that people are frustrated and stuff, but, you know, it's. Business is complicated, and things are complicated, and and no one—I could say no one has taken, takes anything on this show lightly at all, mm. especially the fans. In fact, it's a thing that drives a lot of what we do. So uh, yeah, it was it was it's been you know the whole thing is managing expectations and then trying to blow them out as whenever possible. But yeah, I, I it's not fun to get yelled at by people <laughs> on the internet sometimes. Yeah. But you're trying to stay tempered. Yeah, as
0: great as social media can be, is a very, very double-edged sword.
2: But most, like I said, 98 to 99 percent of our fandom are awesome sauce. Mm. So
1: did you see any cool cosplay at Comic Con? Yeah,
2: there was tons actually. And if you look, there's a few in the in the Marvel Experience video, but there was way more. You know, there was only like two people. There was well, obviously no one in season one because we weren't out yet. And then season two, there were a few, and then there was there was a good amount. There was at least you know, I would say we had at least 50 different people come through over the course of the days that actually were wearing Orville or orville like stuff. So that's, and that's what, what we saw. Mm. I mean, there, there were others that we didn't see, but yeah, there was, and they were great costumes because you can't really get, you know, we're working on getting stuff out there, but these are all fan-made stuff and it's pretty impressive. There's a, there's a Facebook cosplay page. That's that I love going to, that I got invited into that. I think anybody can that just, People just making some incredible stuff over there.
0: Oh yeah, cosplay is amazing. I actually bumped into somebody. I was at yeah. Boston Comic Con a couple of weeks ago and bumped into someone wearing a Union uniform, and I was like, "Oh my god,
2: do you like the Orville, too?" Let's- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's the great it's it's the greatest thing ever. And then like people are putting on like the Tyler or Lara makeup, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you guys, it's awesome." But yeah, I have photos and stuff. I can also send it all to you. I don't know how you do the, pod- Is the podcast. just?
0: Well, it's the audio, but I mean, there'll be a post on the website that has it all there and we can throw in anything.
2: Well, why don't I send you, you know, I'll send you some of these images. Anything we've been babbled on about, uh, I've babbled on. You guys are articulate. I'll, I'll get you the photos of the cosplayers and some of this art. and
0: That'd be amazing.
2: Any of that stuff. So you can, so at least when I'm, when I'm rambling, they can actually know what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: um i think that's that's the bulk of stuff that i wanted to talk about so i don't want to take up any more of your time than necessary i know you have meetings and whatnot
2: five minutes let me see if i can grab the the the, the more entertaining human <laughs> She's you know she's she's my everything so we're gonna do this we're gonna try and get work on this thing for a second we'll close our eyes
0: again <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> i mean i don't want to know spoilers to be honest
2: yeah mm-hmm. there she is it's audio only. It's <laughs> audio only.
0: Hi,
2: Brooke.
1: Hi. Nice to meet you. Discipline.
0: Hi. How are you, Brooke? I'm wearing a Batman shirt because I hear you're a fan. Oh my god!
1: Yeah.
2: Because Richard Jr. is the coolest. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. uh, you got any quick questions? Because she, I'm, I'm taking her away from real work. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, of yeah. course. Uh, one of the biggest question being, well, first, congratulations on the Emmy nomination. That's amazing. Thank
3: you. Yeah, today's the last day. Till ten o'clock. Yeah. oh
0: geez wow really um yeah so we we just talked to lex the other day and he was talking about like his step in the process and then how things kind of transition over to you and i was wondering what it's like on your end getting those concepts and kind of taking those to the next level
3: uh i mean honestly like we're such a visual show that it's really a synergy of like what are we what are we building what are they building and how to make it you know come to fruition so sometimes they'll start out with an idea sometimes we start out with an idea sometimes we have an idea together um but yeah i mean it's really cool to see it all kind of come to life because it's you know super boring words <laughs> white paper black type like and then you see all these like beautiful colors of things and uh, i don't know it's really it's really awesome to be so close to the creative process and visual effects is such an interesting place to be uh, especially on this show because we start with pre-production in production and post-production mm-hmm. and we like we're the last like like the stamp, put it on, send it out and yeah, yeah. cross our fingers and hope it works and just keep on going on the next one. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. And, uh, you know, in the age of all kinds of streaming, cool stuff that's happening and all kinds of great content, like it's just, it's honestly, I know it's like super cliche, but it's like, honestly, just an honor to be recognized by some of the like greats in this industry on our cool little homegrown show. Yeah. <laughs> she- <laughs> almost <been a> <laughs> almost got, we almost got <laughs>
2: no and you know yeah that was that was uh it, we i i mean it's it's great they they they've earned every bit of accolades but pulling off miracles minute to minute it's not even hour to hour
3: <laughs> yeah but it really it really just proves that we like that we don't like we don't do it alone obviously like lex is a huge part of like helping create the visuals and you know without Tom and the edit- editorial team. You know, we would like we wouldn't have cut picture without you know the scoring and the mixing team. Like we wouldn't have beautiful sounds that are on the screen. So it's I'm just excited that we get to be the the final people to like really just bring it all together. Like we're just the we're the peanut butter on the peanut butter and jelly, just yeah, <laughs> sticking it all together. <laughs> Uh, And we taste kind (laughs) of good. Some people have allergies to us. We're not for everybody, but you know,
2: (laughs) I keep theorizing that they have a shit that they might win as sometimes they're the underdog, even though we're actually technically the underdog, we we might have a shot.
0: I would say Uh, so. I mean, we're doing our episode by episode recap too. And we're we're critical about things. We try to be fair, but at the same time, we have never had one single complaint about the visual effects. It is stellar across the board.
3: Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Well, We're really good at removing coffee cups. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. good. <laughs> we're already winning. In our well, room. if we survive
2: this season, you'll be even happier.
0: Oh, uh, can't <laughs>
2: wait. There will be, be plenty of televised show space porn. <laughs> real like
3: and not so real. I feel like I'm
2: keeping, you, I keeping, I'm, I'm keeping her from real things. So let me let, me let her. Sure thing. If
3: you guys want to three, I got yeah, yeah, to get her. I understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank
1: you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: Quantum Drive is a production of the Geek Generation. If you like this show, be sure to check out our other podcasts on the Geek Generation Network at thegeekgeneration.com.
1: If you'd like to support the show and get access to exclusive bonus podcasts along with other perks, you can visit our Patreon campaign at thegeekgeneration.com/slash support.
0: You can follow Quantum Drive on Twitter at Quantum Drive Pod and me at the Rob Logan.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Play, Katie Play and on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays. And Katie is spelled K-A-T-I-E.
0: Please rate the show and write a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we may read your review on an upcoming episode.
1: Finally, questions and comments can be sent to drive at thegeekgeneration.com.
0: We're out of here for now, but we'll see you soon in, in the, the future.
1: future.